about the Colatz conjecture a while ago. thought it was pretty interesting. And like most people, I was surprised that there's not a proof. So I thought about it, and I worked on it for a little bit. Now, people have already figured out that the... Well, the Colatz conjecture is you take an odd number, any odd number. Well, let's take the easier situation first. If you take any even number, like 16. Where am I going? Like 16. You divide it by two, you'll eventually get to one, right? 16, eight, four, two, one, okay? You say, well, does that work for every even number? No. 18, nine, 4.5. You know, it doesn't work. You don't get to 1. So, you say, okay, well, what if when I divide by 2, I then, if it's an odd number, I do something else. I don't divide by 2. If it's an odd number, I do something else. The other thing that I could do is multiply by 3 and then add 1 because then that will get me to an even number for sure and it won't get me back to the even number that I started with you know or, or something like that so so it'll take me to a different even number now this this is the Colatz conjecture you know so let's let's start with something easy like 3 3 divided by 2 oh we don't do that because it's an odd number oh right so 3 times 3 is 9 plus 1 is 10 3 to 10. Okay, well, 10 is even, so we'll divide by 2. And then we'll say... Well, that's nice. Um, I get to 5. That was close to 3, but, you know, it was 5, which is an odd number. So then I have to, I have to do that thing again. And I'll go to 15. So I multiply by 3. And then I'll add 1, get 16. So 5 to 16. And then I'll divide that by 2, and we get 8, 4, 2, 1. We get 1. So the conjecture is, if you do this, you will always get to 1. So people have been working on this problem. Because the question is, we don't actually know if that's true, right? I mean, it seems like it's obviously true, but why? We can't say it. We can't, we can't prove it. We can't put it into words. 
or mask. We don't know why. Why is this so obvious that it goes to one but we can't prove it? Or why does it feel that way? Well, I started looking at this problem and I realized that Uh, one, um, sorry, sorry, 3N. Well, they say, okay, let's try to do it with a negative number. And then, and then it doesn't work the same way. And they say, oh, man, that's weird. Hmm, I wonder why it doesn't work for negative numbers. Well, it's, it's very obvious. You know, I'm, I was surprised anybody would say that they don't know because it's extremely obvious that all you have to do is flip the plus one to minus one and then it will work for negative numbers. It will, it will behave the exact same way. It will always go to negative one. And then I thought, well, if you want to generalize the pattern, then just say for all positive numbers, it's 3n plus one. For all negative numbers, it's 3n minus one. And for zero, it's 3n plus zero. It's just 3n, which is zero. So now we've generalized it to the entire number line. That's great. And I thought, that's silly that people haven't, you know. I'm sure people have noticed that. But what I learned, you know, the person I was hearing about this from had no idea. It's like, wow, it's a mystery. Why doesn't it work for negative numbers? That's well, not a mystery. <laughs> you didn't flip the sign. It's relevant. So, so then I thought, okay. I thought, okay, great. Um, mystery solved, right? We got one down. Then I thought, well, why 3N? Why not 1.5N? So I did 1.5N, and I tried it out, and I checked it out, and I thought, 3N is 1.5N with extra steps. That's what 3N is. It goes to an even number, and then it goes down to an odd number, or whatever. It could go down to an even number as well, but, but it goes to an even number first, right? Well, uh, 1.5n plus 1, and divided by 2 if it's, if it's even just skips the first even number that it goes to. It just skips it. It says, we don't need to go to that. We know exactly where we're going. We're going here. So we'll just skip it. Okay. So that's... So I, I was like, well, if that's an optimization on 3n plus 1, maybe there's an even better optimization. Maybe we could say that... Maybe we could prove the conjecture true by just finding something else that... Uh, is is more obvious that goes to one, and and it's it's like simplified, like a simplified fraction. Maybe three n plus one is just a non-simplified version of something, very very simple. So I tried it and I thought, man, but I, I couldn't I couldn't make as clear a distinction on anything else, you know, as clear a connection. So 1.5n just, just cuts out the fat, you know. 
but I couldn't get another situation that just cuts out the fat. No, that just cuts out more fat. All the other situations, uh, they, they would go to one, but they would, um, take a different route than 3N plus 1. They wouldn't take the same route, but some shortcuts. They would take a different route. So it didn't feel like it was directly a simplification. It was beyond my mathematical ability. So I was like, okay, I can't relate these. Can't relate them. So then I thought, all right, um, let's just map it all out. Let's map it. Let's figure out what's going on here. So I said every even number goes to an odd number eventually. So let's map that out. We'll we'll make a little uh, you know we'll just map it. See what's going on here. And so I I said uh, I'll take a spreadsheet and I'll put odd numbers down the side of the spreadsheet. And I'll put even numbers down. Uh, on all the rows. So we've got one, three, five, seven, nine going down the left hand side. We've got one, two, four, eight, sixteen going along the top. I put my son. All right. So I said, all right, that's that's what's going on. That's what's up. Uh, and then, so as I went down, I was like, oh, duh. Hello. Every row is um, just a doubling of the odd number that's, you know, of course, right? So at first I was like, okay, well, then does that mean every even number is accounted for? Of course it does. Yeah, every even number is accounted for. All right. Then I said, I might actually get this spreadsheet out to look at it while I'm talking about this. But, but anyway, then I said, um, okay. Can I see any patterns here? And I found a pattern. I found that every other odd number immediately goes up and then every other odd number immediately goes down okay so three well one one goes to one so we'll, we'll just skip that yeah. we call that up three goes to five um because remember it goes to ten and then it goes down to five five goes immediately to 1 because it goes to 16 which goes to 1. So it's like okay so then I was like I got to start mapping out the odd numbers on the left side of this uh, kind of uh, set of odd numbers going down. So I did that and it was kind of bizarre and so I realized that okay so when when we go down as in you know, since it's a spreadsheet, down means a bigger number. When we go down, 
like three goes down and seven goes down and 11 goes down. Whereas the other ones go up, nine goes up, five goes up, one goes up a little, there you go. <laughs> it goes to itself. Uh, okay, so, so I noticed that, first of all, that was the first thing I noticed. And I was like, okay, well, how do these go down? Well, three goes down one. So it goes uh, one odd number. So one row, one, one odd number. It goes down to five. And seven, the next one that goes down, doesn't go down to nine. It doesn't go down one row. It goes down two rows. It goes down to 11. And then 11 is also one that goes down. But it doesn't go down one row or two rows. It goes down three rows. 13, 15, it has to go to 17. It goes to 17. Well, let's see. 11, 34, 34 divided by 2. That's 17. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's, that's interesting. So that means that since it alternates, well, let's, let's look at how to maybe prove this, you know, like how to maybe prove the Collatz conjecture. Of course, that's why I'm doing the analysis. I want to know like what evidence is there? What can I use to prove it? So, so every other, now what do we call those? What do we call those numbers that go up? I think we should call them odd odds. Because it's one, five, uh, nine, right? It's odd odds. It's odd numbers. But of the odd numbers, it's the odd numbers. It's not the even numbers. It's not three, uh, seven, eleven. It's the odd odds, not the odd evens. Okay. All right. So I noticed that. And so I said, um, the odd odds immediately go up. And if I can prove that every number, every odd number, even since we already know this is true for evens, if I can prove that every odd number is, uh, goes to a number below itself, less than itself, let me be specific, then I can, then I can prove the Collatz conjecture true, because if it goes to a number less than itself, then that number eventually goes to a number less than itself, so on and so forth, until you get to one, which goes to one. So, because one times three is three, plus one is four, you divide four by two. That's the only loop, right? Okay, I was like, cool, that's great. So half of the odd numbers are already proven in this way. They go less than themselves immediately. They go to an odd number. They go to an even number, which goes to an odd number. Or, you know, eventually, whatever. They go to a number, an odd number that is less than themselves. That is higher up closer to the top of uh, the spreadsheet.
So half of them are taken care of. We're done. Oh, well, you just got to prove the other half does that eventually. And then we're okay, right? That's all we got to do. Hmm. Okay. Well, let's look at those numbers. Well, uh, yeah. So how do they go down? How do, how do they get bigger? Those numbers get bigger. The first number that they go to after themselves is a bigger number than themselves. So, um, and then we just defined how they do that. They immediately go to a number and, you know, I don't know the formula, but, you know, it's there. I just described it. So they go to a number larger than themselves. And each time you go to the next one, it's one odd number larger. Three goes to five. Seven goes to 11. Skips nine. 11 goes to 17. Skips 13 and 15. Goes to 17. Okay. So on and so forth. Okay. So since they take it one step at a time, and they go to a, a, an odd number in that fashion, you know, they go to a larger number in that fashion, taking it one step at a time, uh, adding, because it's one step at a time, that means every other odd-even number goes to a number that will immediately go smaller than itself. Now, it doesn't prove that it will immediately go smaller than the one that it started with. Where does 17 go? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> Uh, 20 times 3, 6, minus 9, uh, 51, right, plus 1, 52. Okay, well, what's 52? Divided by 2 is 26. 26 divided by 2 is not 12, it's 13. It goes to 13. 17 goes, that's a perfect example of what I'm saying. So 11 goes to 17 we immediately know that 17 goes to something uh, smaller than itself. Immediately, it goes to something smaller than itself. So uh, that's good. But it's 13. It's not 11. It's not 11. It's not 9, in fact. Oops. So that doesn't help us, right? Unless we can apply the reasoning again and say, well, one half of the numbers that it goes to will be a number less than itself. So 13, I don't know, probably goes to nine or something. I don't know. I don't even know. But that's less than 11. Should we do it? Uh Okay, 39 plus 40, 40 goes to 20, 10, 5. Oh, it goes to 5. 13 jumps all the way up to 5. So that's less than 11. See, so if we could, if, I'm not sure if this is valid to do, I think it is, but if we could apply the reasoning again, 
we can say, well, half of those are going to go less than themselves. And the other half, half of the ones that it leads to after that are going to go less than themselves. So, so it kind of feels like that's enough, but I don't know if that's a real proof. So let's, let's just continue on in our analysis here and try to figure out some more. What else can we know? I started to recognize a pattern. A pattern of six, six odd numbers. A pattern of six odd numbers that would repeat. One, three, five, seven, nine, eleven. That's six, right? And then it would repeat. So that 13 was a lot like one. Uh, 15 was a lot like three. And so on. And this pattern of six seemed to come out of the pattern of, um, you know, this even odd thing. That, uh, sorry, this, this odd odd and odd even pattern. Well, I guess the point I'm trying to get to was that in this six pattern, I narrowed it down to one. If I can prove that one, in fact, before I even get to there, in fact, there's something I, I could say. I could say something else. Let me mention this. I then looked at the numbers. Remember the odd odds that would always point up, always point to something less than themselves? The odd odds, uh, I was like, oh, well, then if the even odds are simple, you know, they just point to something lower than themselves, which immediately, by the way, it's, it always goes to an even number, which immediately goes to an odd number. Always. If you're going less than yourself, so I'm sorry, sorry, very sorry. If you're going bigger than yourself, you will always, always go to an even number that will then immediately go to an odd number. Is this true? Of course it's true. Yes. No. No, it's not true. Uh, it's kind of true. It's not true, though. Uh, it will immediately go to an even number that is one away from an odd number, or it will go to an even number that is two away. It's, I don't know. You know, like, what's an example? Uh, three goes to ten, and then to five. Okay, it's immediate. It's like even odd. Okay, good. Others go to, uh, I don't know, didn't we have an example? Maybe 11 or something. I don't know. That will go to an even number and then another even number and then an odd number. This is interesting, I think, by the way, because that means... Oh, by the way, it, also, it alternates, doesn't it? 
I'm going to get out. I'm going to get out this spreadsheet that I made, damn it. I can't remember all these details. Uh, I think it alternates. Just a minute. It'll just take a second. I don't have much time, so I'm trying to hurry. Where's that thing? I think it alternates. No, it doesn't. It can't. Let me see. I'm getting messages. Okay. Okay. Well, let's, let's, let's see what's going on here. This one. It's got to be this sheet. Okay. Here we go. All right. Finally. This will be better. Okay. So three goes to an even number that immediately goes to an odd number. Okay. Great. Seven goes to an even number. 22, that immediately goes to an odd number, 11. Okay, great. And then and then at 15, oh, shit. It doesn't, oh, that's what I was getting wrong. I was right the first time. <laughs> I was right the first time. God damn it. I was mixing up two things. Okay, so there's there's two patterns I mixed up. But the, this pattern I want to talk about is that when these numbers get bigger, they always, they always immediately go to an odd number. That's the truth, okay? Now, now we can start asking about the other numbers. to 5, 5 goes to 11, 15, 11 goes to 17, 15 goes to 23, so by the way, okay, so yes, we can start talking about the numbers that point up, as in up on the spreadsheet, as in lower than themselves. So the numbers that point lower than themselves, less than themselves, I'm sorry, less than, I should be less than is up bigger than is down. Okay. So when you point less than yourself, I was hoping that I would see a simple pattern. I mean, of course, you know, there's complexity in this thing, so it's not a simple pattern. Well, it is a simple pattern, but it's not as simple as that. It has to visit every uh, odd number, every odd number. So what you get is um, you kind of get a hockey stick pattern is what you get. Just in aggregate, I'll just mention that. In aggregate, you get a hockey stick pattern where, you know, the one row on the spreadsheet has like a bunch of numbers. It's not a bunch, but it's like a significant number of numbers going, going out. Whereas, um, let me put it this way. I don't know. It's hard to describe without, without showing you the uh, image. So let me put it this way. Every number that goes less than itself kind of does this alternating pattern where but it's a growing pattern you know how when you when you go 
greater than yourself, you grow by one, one odd number every time you point to the next odd number, like in the number, <laughs> sorry. You count, you count, okay? You kind of do that, but what you do is you, you count outwards to the left. You count to the left. Start graphing these numbers to the left. And you get this hockey stick pattern where the first row over, you put one down there. It's a binary pattern. You put one there. And then the next row, you put one there. And then you go back to the first one and you put one there. I know this doesn't make any sense at this point. That's okay. I'm just, you know, this will help make sense when you see the picture, if you ever did. And then you go to the third row and you put one there. And then you go to the first row and you put one there. And you go to the second row and you put one there. And you go to the first row. You see, so you're always kind of really close to the number line. Let me give you an example. One goes to one. Okay. Five. Uh, five goes to one. See, see how it kind of grows out on the first layer first. Five goes to one, one goes to one, and five goes to one. But then nine goes to seven. See how it skips two odd numbers there? And so that would be the first row. Seven. Remember, I was saying go to the first row, second, first, third, first, second, first, fourth, you know, something like that. Okay. So you see what I'm saying? So then, like 13 goes to five. And then you can start to notice, oh, I see a hockey stick pattern because 17 goes to 13. And you start to get this long tail down the, uh, down the odd numbers and a little bit of a curve and then kind of this little hockey stick thing at the top. So it's a hockey stick pattern and it fills in in that way. Now that's not formalized. I mean, it's there. It could be formalized. It is kind of formalized, I think, on the spreadsheet somewhere. But, but describing it is not, I haven't given you a formula. I mean, I kind of have, I don't know. So... Anyway, so it goes in this pattern. All right, okay, all right. Let's try to get back to it. With this pattern and the other pattern combined, the pattern of how these odd-odd numbers point less than themselves, and the pattern of how these even, uh, sorry, odd-even numbers point greater than themselves, okay, those patterns combined... Uh, gives you the Colatz, you know, pattern, what happens. But it also, uh, it gives you this six number odd number repeating pattern. You know, that, that thing that repeats at 13, and then repeats again, and repeats again. I found that if you can prove, okay, if you can prove that the second number in this six repeating pattern, which would be 3, 15, 27, then 39, so on. If you can prove that the second number 
goes less than itself, then you have proven the Collatz conjecture. I gotta get home. So you have proven it. If you can prove that the second number goes less than itself. I don't know if anybody's noticed this. People have noticed that, oh, of course I don't have to prove it for every uh, even number because they always go to one, you know, like whatever. Okay, but it's also true for uh, five out of six odd numbers. You don't have to worry about them because they're all related to the root, which is the second in this pattern. They're all related to the root. Now, what the interesting thing about the root is that every other root points up. It points less than itself. Every other root. So this actually means that if you really want to get down to brass tacks, you only have to prove that one out of ten as a repeating pattern, one out of ten odd numbers goes less than itself. You have to prove that it eventually goes less than itself. One out of ten. If you can do that, you're done. That's it. That's all you gotta prove. One out of ten. One out of ten. I also thought, like, oh, it should be easy to prove that it doesn't repeat. That should be easy. But I couldn't prove it. I can intuitively know it. I intuitively know that the Collatz conjecture does not ever repeat and does not ever blow up to infinity. I intuitively know it. But I don't know how to prove it. I think everybody kind of intuitively knows it. They at least have a suspicion. I don't think there's very many people that are like, no, nah, I don't think the Collatz conjecture is true. I think it's false. Or, I have no idea. I think most people have an opinion. They're like, ah, it feels this way to me. And... Now, now, now that I've kind of gone through the uh, actual analysis, maybe I can just talk about how it feels. Because it feels... Well, here's what it feels like to me. It feels like when you do the 3n plus 1 thing, you're going halfway into the number. That's why I kind of intuitively said, well, what about 1.5? You know, 1.5. It feels like you're going halfway into the number. Isn't that a weird way to put it? But... How do I describe it? How do I describe this feeling with, like, maybe numbers or something? Let's, let's take three. Let's take an example. Let's, let's imagine we have two number lines. We have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 10. We also have 0.5, 1, 1.5, 1, 
uh, two, 2.5, and we line them up so that one matches 0.5, right? It seems like a translation of the space. That's what it feels like, right? It's a translation of the space. It feels like uh, linear algebra on a number line, right? It's a translation. You're scaling the space by, by double. That's what, I mean, come on. So if you scale the space by double, um, then you say, okay, um, okay, three. Well, uh, sorry, just one moment. Okay. That means every number on the normal number line, every two numbers is just one. It's, it just it adds up to one on the scaled number line, right? One, two, two, you trace it down, you see the number one on the other number line. Three, four, you trace it down, you see the number two on the other number line, right? So it's half. Okay, all right, I mean, I, I know I'm kind of beating a dead horse there, but look, if you time something by three, you're going 1.5 on the other number line. Why does this matter? Because then when you add one to it, when you add one, you're bringing it up to, you're, you're essentially rounding up. You're bringing it up to um, the next double number. I, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not a mathematician. I don't know how to describe this stuff. Uh, describe the intuition, right? So, so you take three. If you multiply it by four, and then you divide it by two, and divide it by two, you get back to three, right? If you multiply it by two, and then you divide it by two, you get back to three. But if you multiply it by, in the middle of those, you multiply it by three, you're not going to get back to three. Obvious. Obviously. Obviously. How could you ever repeat? You're not going to get back to three. You're never going to get back to something you started with. See, that's where the intuition comes from. It's like... I'm not doubling doubling, and I'm not just doubling. So I'm going in the middle. So it, it almost feels like um, you're taking the complexity that you get, you know, like when you divide by two, you say, oh, 100 divided by two is 50, 50, 25, 25 is now an odd number, uh, 12.5, okay, 0.5, well, that's an artifact of our base 10 numbering system, you get a 0.5, okay, great, and then uh, you divide that by two, and you say, oh, well, you gotta divide, by, you gotta divide this odd five number by two, which is, you know, so you get 0.25. You're like, wow, that's kind of... And it's an artifact of base 10, but it, it has some complexity. 1.25, so on and so forth, right? And so it doesn't just repeat, does it? No. It keeps getting more complex. And so what it feels like is this 3n plus 1 uh, method of getting lower than yourself takes that complexity and throws it into... Uh, even, uh, sorry, uh, integer space. It throws it into integer space. 
so it makes you bigger. But that's a representation of the complexity of... Um, do you see what I mean? I don't know that this is true. I don't know if that's the best way to describe it. It's probably the best way for me to put that. But that's how I see it. Excuse me very much. I'm sorry about that. That's how I see it. That's, that's the intuition. That's why I'm like, this is so obviously, so obvious that it goes to one. But like everyone else on the planet, I cannot figure out how to prove it. Yet. I mean, maybe, someday. I mean, people have worked on this for many hours. So, At some point, you know, people tend to get to this point where they're like, if everybody can't do it, I can't do it, and neither can you. <laughs> you damn asshole. You got a PhD? Go. So... Seriously, people act that way. And I get it, you know, the arrogance. I get it. Immature, uh, naive, whatever. I get it. I get it. Hey, wait, I gotta put this key in there. So, um, but it is such a fun, interesting problem. I'm glad I found it because you, anybody can think about it. It's simple. I don't, yeah, I mean, this is so simple. Anybody can think about it. Maybe maybe I'll just stay on for a second after I get this done here, taken care of, and, uh, and, and look at that thing and maybe say something else. I don't know. Okay, uh, yeah, well, I think I got a couple of minutes. Let's just take a look at this spreadsheet. I don't know, man, you know? It almost feels like you could prove it just by saying this alternates. It alternates. Every other goes... Every other does, so eventually it will go less than what it started with. Every other goes less. By just that alone, it feels like it's enough. But I don't know. I mean, it's just a feeling. So every other odd... Why is this one highlighted? What does that mean? I did this like a while ago and I don't know what all the markings mean anymore. I didn't make a key. <laughs> like you idiot. Um, what does it mean? Nine is highlighted. 21 is highlighted. Oh. Why though? What was so special about 9 and 21? Oh, because they were, they were roots. Oh, shit. I was wrong about something. I was wrong that I mentioned. I was wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Obviously, I should have looked at this like in detail before I started talking about it. It's not that every other... It's not that... Okay. You don't have to prove that 1 out of 10. You do have to prove 1 out of 5. That's the, that's the mistake I made. Because 9, 21, uh, 33, it's actually, a th it's actually a three pattern, is what it is. It's a three number pattern. I like to start it at three, actually, instead of one. So let's, let's just do that, just for fun. Three, five, uh, seven. And then it repeats. 
at 5.11. I'm sorry, it doesn't repeat. Wait a second. Uh, hold on. No, yeah, it's a six pattern. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, okay, so three is a root, 15 is a root, 27 is a root. Um, nine is also technically a root, uh, because the original way I was thinking about roots was, uh, no odd number leads to this number. That's what I should, I should mention this. No odd number leads to three. None. Not one. Not one odd number. Not none. You take an odd number that's a billion, jillion, quadrillion numbers big, and you follow it down, it will not lead to three. Because no odd number can lead to three. Because, why? Well, I don't remember why, frankly. Because <laughs> it's a multiple of three, but I don't remember how that connects. Uh, but I guess it doesn't matter. Every Every multiple of three has no odd number, either getting larger or getting smaller that leads to it. None. Yeah. You know what it is probably the, the cause of that? Is uh, you plus one. So you do 3n plus 1. You never do 3n, well, except unless it's 0. You never do 3n. So then you never, you never get 3n. So coming from below, you know, making a larger number, 3n, you never get to a multiple of 3, ever. You've already barred that out. And then if you divide by 2... Why is it that we can't get to a multiple of 3 by dividing by 2? Hmm. Well, I mean, you can. If you start with an even number, you can approach 3 through an even number line. You can be like, oh, well, I started with 12, I got 6, I got 3. But if you, if you start with an, a multiple of 3, you will always end up on the you will always get to a, an odd number that's a multiple of three that will then send you somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, you can't. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's an odd number, so it's going to send you somewhere. It's going to do the three n plus one thing. So, um, I don't know. And then of, the, of all the even numbers, it's kind of bizarre. So one third of the even numbers, you never approach from an odd number. Because... It's multiple of three. You never approach it, right? Okay. So one third. But then also, of the other two thirds, only half. Wait. Only one, only half of those is, are approached by odd numbers. Only half of those are ever approached by an odd number. 3n plus 1 will only give you one-third of all the even numbers. 
and you can map them out and you will see and, and highlight the ones that come from a 3n plus 1. And then you will see that only one third of them come from 3n plus 1. Um, you know, I mean, all these observations, it seems like there's enough. There's enough in this to make a proof, but I don't know how to do it. Proofs are just a language. Mathematical proofs are just a language, like a programming language or English or whatever. They're just a language. I just don't know that language. And part of me was like, really wishes I did, but it's complicated language, so I'm not going to worry. <laughs> I'm not going to, I can't handle it. Uh, let's see here. Anything else that matters about this? Hmm. So what we should say is that every third even number, or maybe one out of three, because... Uh, anyway, one out of three, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting all messed up. One out of three odd numbers is a root odd number. There. It will point to not another root. Unless... I'm sorry, it will never point to another root. It will never point to another root. Mm -mm. You won't uh, go from 9 to 3, in other words. You go from 9 to 7, you know, 9 to 5, you actually go from 9 to 7, but 9 to 1... Uh, since 9 is, is one of those odd odds, it will always point up. So, But you will not point to 3. Um, okay. I guess I guess that's it. But but the the other the the other the roots alternate is that I remember that was true. That was true. I was just making I was just thinking there was only one root per six odd numbers. There's two roots per six odd numbers. So there's three is a root, five seven is not, nine is a root, but it points up, so you can ignore it because it's taken care of, you're done, right? So every other root number. Excuse me, very hot. Every other root number points to a number lower than itself. So then we can say, well, well then, we know that every other odd number points lower than itself at an increasing rate, or not at an increasing rate, but at an, in, at an incremental count. So three points to five. Let's just ask. How far down do we have to look for all the root roots that point down? Well, three goes down one to five. 
15 goes down 1, 2, 3, 4 to 23. Okay. 27 goes down 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. So it's plus 3 to 41. It's plus 3 every time, obviously. Because it's, in, it's incremental otherwise, you know. So now we just, we're just, all right. So, um, I mean, I suppose that's important. I don't know. I tried to map out. That's what this yellow is. That's what that is. The other roots that point up, I highlighted them as yellow. And I was hoping to see, like, a pattern of increasing, you know, lengths up. But 9 goes up to 7. And the next good root is 21, which goes up to 1. And the next good root is 33, which goes up to 25. See, so they... Oh, hold on just a second. One more. The next good root is 45, which I bet goes to... Interesting. 17. Yeah. And then we have to go to 1 again. So we're going to go... Yeah, 57 goes to 43, obviously. And then the next one goes out. So it's going to go higher. So 69 goes all the way up here to 13. Yeah, I was right. So anyway, but it goes like that. And you and you can see that hockey stick pattern kind of playing out in in the odd odd roots. The good roots, not the odd even roots, the bad roots. I don't like those guys. Those guys are scary. But they're predictable, so that's good. Uh, anyway, I don't know. I don't know. It was fun to talk about the Colots conjecture today. I think I might actually look at this a little bit more. <laughs> it's just, it's, it was a fun problem to think about. Uh, yeah, it's, it's weird. But it definitely goes to one. So I guess that's, that's my main point. Anyway, that's it for today.